All right, go ahead, man. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to the second episode of Finance and Vibe with my guys, OC, the fair, the moneymaker. You know what's up. Um, how was you guys' week, though? Chilling, bro. Chilling, Take a chilling. The week what's was up, all right, you know. It was, you know, here and there. I went out a little bit, you know. Crazy yeah. week in Atlanta. Now, you know. Where you making moves in the world? I really wasn't doing anything. There was a, a little, I don't know, I read, I had like, it was a choppy week, so I had to be green days, two red days, so I wasn't, you know, oh, all right, all right. What about you, No moves? My Bitcoin stocks are just swing, I'm just swing trading, so my Bitcoin stocks moved this week, so it's, it's not bad. It's pretty good. Right. I'm waiting for them yeah. to pulse rally, so, but yeah, it's been, it's been good, man. It's been good. I can't complain. The, the past two weeks have been pretty good with you know, them just consolidating and holding firm. Uh, that's what's up. That's what's up. I uh, um, we just want to say um, thank you for like the first episode. We didn't expect the feedback from everybody. Um, we got more fire content coming, more vibes, more laughter. Um, today we'll be talking about a brand new topic. Um, take this away. Like, let's know what's up. So basically, this week we're going to talk about social media entrepreneurs entrepreneurship and LLC Twitter and more specifically debunking some of the myths, some of the rumors and some of the facts about each. Like for instance, social media entrepreneurship and LLC Twitter has made you think like, oh, you can't do certain things to become a successful person or you gotta, the grind is 24 hours, which I understand but like some people are making a business through passive income and I also like wanted to see what are your, you know, thoughts and opinions on how social media should have like shaped entrepreneurship today. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so again, I, I'm going to make the distinction between like social media entrepreneurs. Cause I feel like when I hear social media entrepreneurs, I just think of like social media marketers and people who leverage social media to generate income. And I think that's respectable. And then ultimately, but when I hear about, um, LLC Twitter, I'm thinking those of course who feel like you know, there's only a certain template to be successful and if you're not following this template, you're not. And of course, I think that's very narrow-minded. Um, I'm big on passive income. I'm big on making money while I rest. I feel like uh, if I cannot automate any business, it's not attractive to me because ultimately the best, the biggest thing we can have, the most valuable thing we can have is our time. So for sure, we can talk about LLC Twitter and details and I was like, grind, don't sleep. And no, it's easy to fall into that mindset because you know that's something that, it's an unhealthy uh, thing that social media has began to, especially Twitter, has began to like um, promote. And of course, everybody, everybody's, everybody's somebody on Twitter, right? Everybody's an entrepreneur on Twitter, so everybody feels like they have an opinion. And people dog on people who have nine to five without realizing there's different levels of nine to five. There are those investment right. bankers, of course, who are working all the time, but they're making bread. And there are people who are like it making six figures as well but they're barely working so i feel like you know nine to five has its own skills of course and you just find success how you find it for sure um in my i will take it to through the angle of um when i don't like when they talk about um like companies when companies sell especially like black companies and like black owners and they sell because of certain reasons you know what i'm saying and they're like, you're a sellout, you're this, you're that. But like, 
in my mindset, like I always think like if you start a business or like you're an entrepreneur, you should always have like an ex- exit strategy. You get what I'm saying? And you should always want to sell. And like um over I was two two weeks or last week when um versus sold to Trilla. You remember that, right? And yeah. um this um the guy from Power, um, what's the little guy's name? The the crazy kid from Power. Um oh, I hate my, that. the guy that, I don't hate him, I hate the guy in the show. Yeah, I'm, so I'm he went on um when Sweet Beats and um Tim, Timberland sold to Trilla, like they exited like the thing, right? Basically, they were going off like, yo, these guys are sellouts and stuff like that. Um, but like guys think they know everything about like business and what you should do with your business. Similarly to what Jay-Z did with Tidal and like um, his Ace of Spades and guys are like he's selling out and things like that. I, in my personal opinion, I always think like if you're not like a, if there's competition and you're not like controlling like the market share of whatever you're doing, like at some point you have to like to exit, you have to shit um, sell. And I, I always, I love poker. Right. And I think to play like this game, to make more money, you need chips. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. to get the chips, you, you need money. Like the chips is money to play in this game of like keep building wealth and stuff like that. And when guys say you can't sell at some point, you get to a point where your business can't, um, grow because of distribution because of certain things anymore and you need to like branch out you get what i'm saying but i don't think guys on twitter or social media understand that they're just like we want our own we want our own cake we want this i understand like the sentiment but like you sometimes you got to do what you got to do that's my um take on that yeah like my own is like so you go on Instagram every day and there's someone trying to sell you a course, someone trying to tell you, oh, this is what you need to do. And I'm like, I'm getting tired of it. Like you swipe through a couple, a couple, um, I don't even know what the, how Instagram works again, but you see somebody really like, oh, I just made 5K from wholesaling. I'm like, so you want me to pay you for your host? I don't even, like, what is your rep? What have you done? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that, that's why, you know, social media marketing is becoming very, it, it was very, like those who capitalized on it early, um, yeah. pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, like definitely made bread. But now it's becoming very ineffective because we see, we're, we're like, I feel like we're overloaded with these things every day to the point where it's not as effective as it used to be. Like the best exactly. type of marketing now is, the best type of marketing now is the organic one, word of mouth. So it says, hey, listen, y'all got to check this out, which is like, really goes back to building brand loyalty. So I agree. I mean, I think that there's some legitimate ones. There are ones that like definitely know what they're talking about, know their stuff, been in it in years. They're giving you a good bang for your buck type situation. But unfortunately, because the market has been flooded with everybody selling, a, especially like I'm looking at the investing space, everybody's selling a course and investing, oh. even though they just started investing two years ago, you know? So like, so many it's like majors. down, like how do, Right. How do I separate the legitimate ones from the non-legitimate ones? And that becomes like a huge dilemma. And so, you know, I think I think ultimately when you just, just to navigate that, it's just it's just difficult now. And you just need some level of discernment there. Yeah. I feel yeah. That. Like another thing that used to get me, like, especially with like LLC Twitter, because like we're making the distinctions like somebody's telling me that, oh, don't go to school because if you go to school, you're wasting your time, you're wasting your money. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, if I need capital to start something, I can go to school, get a degree that pays me 
what, 70, 80, 90, 100K versus, I'm not trying to talk about anybody's job, so I'm not going to mention things specific, but versus something that paid me $10 an hour, right? Yeah. Right. Does, that, does that make me, uh, I don't know, that, that makes me stupid? Like, right. there's something that Gary B said that I don't honestly agree with, and I think that somebody, I don't know who said it, but he was like, oh, why are you going to school? Go to like a yard sale, pick up a few things and go reflip it. And somebody was like, you use your time, use four hours to go to a yard sale to pick up some things and your profit was only $10. Didn't get a job, right? <laughs> like, certain yeah. things, like yeah. there's um, certain choices, I guess. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Ife. Um, When it comes to, I was on the, um, a Zoom call with like all my classmates from high school, um, like two weeks ago. And we got into this topic about um, is school still important and to start a business and all that stuff. And in my take was school is not, I don't think school is for, obviously there's a part of it that's for the education and stuff like that, right? But mm-hmm. I think um, school is more for, it's like a honey honeypot, like where you build connections and like, if you think about most of these businesses, right? Except like the anomalies and those that were like crazy, um unicorns and stuff like that most of them like their founding partners and like ceos they come from like the same you get what i'm saying they're from the yeah, same school same, they're from the same, same place so it's like a honey pot to me like where you can meet people there like you build trust over years then you're just saying i'm going to a yard sale and i'm just hustling it out i get that part too i'm not like bashing that uh, point of view is another way to do it so you don't have to go into depth and all that stuff but I'm, I'm big on the school thing. You get what I'm saying? So. so even taking that away, let's even go to the fundamental level. So it's been proven and the statistics behind this, the more education you attain, the more income over the span of your life that you tend to have mm-hmm. and you tend to make, right? So obviously there are certain people that are so driven. So when I hear Gary Vee, and I have a lot of respect for him, but you know, obviously he strikes me as a driven guy. He talks about his immigrant past. And you know how being the child, the child of an immigrant lies affect, impacted him. Yeah. There are definitely those that will say that they're definitely driven. So re- even if I can look at certain people and be like, okay, whether they went to school or not, I can definitely see them making it regardless because they're yeah. just that drive that they have in them, that passion to learn, to seek, to get education. Also, school doesn't necessarily have to be formal in the sense of a. Uh, you could go people. There are people who spent the whole of last year in the pandemic going on Udemy, getting certifications now right. within a formal setting to become software, software engineers, right? Mm-hmm. So let, let's just, let's even say, remove school, let's just talk about education first. So, but for the average person, so not everyone is that driven, not everyone has that drive. For the average person, if you don't go to school, you you typically be worse off than if you did. And you know, people always dog on um, degrees, bachelor's degree and going your degree. Mm-hmm. And I mean, ultimately, I'm a big believer on, and this might sound controversial, like for your bachelors, don't pursue where your passion is if it doesn't make you money. I don't. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Now you can, you can, you can, you can absolutely pursue. Your, if you, if I have this passion for arts, and let's say I look at the statistics and I see, okay, only five percent of artists make six figures. I'm just throwing out a wild number. The first thing I'll probably say, okay, maybe I shouldn't pursue anything in arts my bachelor's. However, I can pursue a degree that I know will pay me well. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately when it comes to like either my master's degree or trade school or something I can do on the side, knowing that I have that firm foundation to fall on. It's the same thing I did with myself. I'm not, 
I studied chemical engineering in my undergrad. I'm not passionate about chemical engineering. I have other passions. But I saw, hey, listen, average chemical engineering salary in the U.S. was 85, 90,000 U.S. dollars. Um, I could graduate school making starting salary close to six figures. And in a few years, start making break to six figures. And um, I've now pivoted to data science, which is another high paying field. But I also have my passions, which I'm pursuing on the side, right? Real estate, finance investing other things if i say oh, i want to go to school to study investing like i mean i don't even need to go to school for that right so my, yeah. my whole thing is you know with education of course even going to go to school and study u.s history like i'm not gonna don't be surprised if you come out making forty thousand. i believe strongly and this might again another controversial thing yeah if you're gonna go study something that starting salary is 40 because there's some degrees that the starting salary coming out of college is 40 grand don't waste your time. Like, just go be a data scientist. Go do something else. Why would mm-hmm. you go to school for four years to come out making 40 grand? It makes no sense to me, you know? Yeah, so I'll say ultimately, people need to be practical. Treat it like a business because you're paying money for tuition. Even if you're on scholarship, you need to understand, okay, this is the cost of my education. Even if you're on scholarship, understand this is the cost of my education. What is the return on investments mm. on my education? And if the numbers don't check out, pursue a different degree. And then for higher degrees, like your master's and other things post bachelor's, you can start pursuing things that are more focused on your passion and dialed in. That's my yeah. opinion. Well, I feel, uh, like, personally, I, like, I like what you said, because I have a professor, right? Oh, I had a professor because I already graduated. So he was, he's a rich man, you know, he's doing this thing, you know, he's collected 365K from the Georgia State University system. So I was like, okay, he's doing it big. You know, he mm-hmm. even bragged in class one day. He was like, if you check my investment portfolio, you see 463 shares of the S&P 500. I'm like, all right, man, you're doing it big. And he was like, we went in class one day, and he was like, do you, I don't, I know all of you don't like this degree program. He was like, that's a lie. I know why you're here, money. The reason you're not doing philosophy is because you like money. And I was like, okay, sir, like, just kill everybody's degree. Like, only our degree makes money, like, if you don't, if you're gonna do something in school and spend your money, you gotta make sure you get your return on investment. Like I was on Twitter one day and I saw, like this girl said she went and got a ninety something thousand dollar loan to be a social worker. <laughs> and I, I was yeah. like, Yo, there are a lot of them, bro. Don't bash them, bro. I don't. No, I don't we're not bashing, bro. Come for you, bro. We're not bashing. That's the thing. We're not bashing. We're just saying. Yeah. My whole thing is like. In this day and age, there's a lot of statistics out there where there's Glassdoor, where there's even the different stats that can show you what is the average income for this field. Yeah. And my thing is, it just doesn't make sense when you don't do the ROI. I've always ah. treated, I got I got into Ivy League schools and Georgia Tech. I got into Cornell, Columbia, Georgia Tech. And I ultimately went to Georgia Tech because Georgia Tech's tuition for, I was international, was only 30, including um rooming was $35,000, $36,000 a year. Cornell was sixty. dollars Georgia Tech was a high-ranked school. The only reason why I would go to Cornell is just the name. It's an Ivy League, right? Mm-hmm. So my thing is, like, I literally straight up said, nah, like, it does, the, the ROI year does not make sense. The ROI doesn't make sense. Like, some people go out of state, take, go to a top liberal arts school, take, I don't know, $60,000, $65,000 a year loan, and they're studying, like, who knows, like, social sciences and yeah. certain education. things that are not. 
<laughs> and I'm like, nah, like you, you, it's no, no not to, again, I'm not dogging anybody. Like, do yeah. if that's your, if that's what you want to do, if you look at, but you got to look at the numbers. People need to understand, like, it's, it's, it's a business. Higher education is a business now. Let's Big just fact. call it what it is. Big it's fact. a business now. Like, it's, it is a absolute, a thousand percent. In fact, there's this new Netflix documentary that was covering the whole, educational scandal and that was the one yeah. person that said higher education has become a business and i agreed with that because uh-huh. if you're not looking at the roi on your degree versus your investment it makes no sense and that's why a lot of this putting it back to the topic of discussion for this podcast a lot of llc twitter will f- they focus on oh those who go to school is a waste of time now nah, but the, again there are people software engineers making six figures chemical engineers making six figures tech related jobs making six figures and a lot of them are working I have friends who are software engineers now in this pandemic. They work 16 hours a week. They're chilling. If I saw them are taking two, three jobs, Mm -hmm. they're chilling. And they're making over $300,000 a year working two, three jobs as a software engineer. And they're chilling. On the other side, on a similar entrepreneur who's bringing in that. And keep in mind with the, with the, as an employee, get added benefits like a 401k. Mm -hmm. Now you have two, two, three, four, 1ks. You have, um, um, health insurance covered, um, subsidized by your company. On the flip side, as an entrepreneur, you're paying health insurance out of pocket, which is very expensive for those who know. Yeah. Um, you don't have a 401k. And so basically, you're, and also most times, this is also the thing most entrepreneurs tend to work longer hours than 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And so you're working longer hours, you're getting less benefits. You're paying even more for health insurance because I hope you have health insurance coverage, you know, with the amount of stress you're taking on as an entrepreneur. And you're just making the same amount as somebody who decided to do the work, get a software engineering degree, work two or three jobs. And they have like, I'll say they have a way better balance of lifestyle. People don't understand like being an entrepreneur is not, it's not fun. It's not attractive as a lot of social media wants to think. It's a lot of hard work, but the thing is those who make it, tend to make it big because you can exactly what you were saying, Joe, the exit strategy, you can exit for $200 million, $200 million and you make it big. But yeah. even when we look at the stats among entrepreneurs, only three, the top three, four, five percent of entrepreneurs are the ones who make it. Most exactly. entrepreneurs fail. Most entrepreneurs fail. People start businesses and it goes nowhere and it fails or it plateaus or it wins yeah. off. Like entrepreneur, the, the typical story of an entrepreneur is, it fails. So like, it's not, people should not like rush into like, Oh, this is definitely the lifestyle I want. This is, you know, the different things. I myself, I'm an entrepreneur. I also have a 95. I don't feel like they need to compete with each other. I can do both effectively, but I can tell you for a fact that like the entrepreneurial side of my things is very stressful compared to my 95. Yeah. Um, Just to add um, to what you guys said, there's this video on Twitter um, I can't pronounce his name. You know the SPAC guy, Chamath? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, um, he was talking at this conference and he said, um, follow the money. And once you get the money, you can use the money to power your dreams or whatever. You know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And on my, just to, not to sound like a hypocrite, like, because on my end, like my, my original goal, or even though like the chances were slim, I got a scholarship to play basketball. You know what I'm saying? But having mm-hmm. good advice from your parents and stuff, obviously we all come from um, decent backgrounds. Every, our parents are entrepreneurs and stuff. So they understand. Like my hedge was computer science. If I was on my own, I would have gone into some like 
um, physical therapy. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say? Hey, man. So, dog. Yeah. Hey, before they come for you, man. <laughs> no, because I have, like, a lot of guys that went into, like, physical therapy and stuff like that. So if your stuff doesn't pan out... It pays well, sure though. It pays well. Well, it, my bad. It depends like, I'm, you, I'm saying it wrong. What's the, what's the one, one they be going into? Um, there's one. I, don't, I can't I, remember. I know, like, I know, the, I know the one you're talking about, but I can't say because a lot you know of what I'm talking about, right? I know, I know, I know DPTs. I know DPTs, <laughs> doctors and physical therapists. They're making bread. They're making sense. No, he, he's, not talking, talking, he's not talking about physical therapy. There's another one. There's another one. But I can't say take. You get what I'm trying to say? There's a lot of people that do it. There's a slim chance of like getting to the NBA. There are only 400 players in the NBA. You get what I'm saying? So, like, so if you're gonna like chase your dreams, at least still hedge. You get what I'm saying? Have a hedge or something. Yeah, like, still hedge. It. Yeah, have a hedge. Yeah, yeah, still hedge your bet. You get what I'm saying? So I took computer science. My senior year, I was saying best case scenario, I'll go overseas. You get what I'm trying to say? In mm-hmm. my mind, is like, yo, I'm trying to make this bread. Let's turn this computer science into some start software development. So, like, you can still follow your dreams, but at the same time. Make sure you hedge, like know the numbers, know like the stats, know, you know what I'm saying? Like OC has been saying, don't just go, oh, I'm going to be the anomaly. That's like, there's a lot of people in this world, bro. So right. you got to be right. smart. Yeah. And I, right. I like the um the reason why you brought that basketball thing, because like, according, not like, you know, the NBA is 400 players, but yeah. according to the NCAA, only 1% of athletes go on to becoming professionals. So that means... Like, I like 99% of athletes in the NCAA don't become professional players. Yeah. Which means, and like, we, I we think it was something like, was it 1% or 3%? I think oh, yeah, I thought I saw 3%, but no, like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, like, look at it, right? And from these 97 to 99% of players, they're not making backup plans. Like, yeah, they're just the going problem. out and they're balling. And, like, yeah. what happens when, if you don't become an athlete? Yeah. And like yeah, the lifespan, if you, if you make it, think about it. The lifespan is like, if you're not a LeBron or like a marketable it's, guy, it's five to seven years. You get what I'm trying yeah. to say? So like, if you play five to seven years, let's say you total like certain amount, you're not like a marketable guy. You're not like a star on the team. So we're making, no yeah, you're not making like big banks. You get what I'm saying? So when is yeah. done at most, you start your career, like let's say 20. I'm most you're done at 27. What's what's next? You get what I'm trying to say? What's next? Yeah, so like you gotta start hedging early. Like that's just my thing from like when it comes to if you want to follow your dreams, follow your dreams, but at the same time, hedge hedge, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Hedge your bets. But if, even even at that though, it's so sad. Like, um, just going back to LC Twitter, it's so sad, like we within the black community, we embrace struggle so much. So much. Um, the idea of, because I know I know a bunch of like white folks who make bread and they're chilling. Like whether it's like comes to like even starting a company and selling it, like you were referencing Joe, how like that's so frowned upon. Starting yeah. a company, sell it, or even give somebody to run it for them so they can chill, or even set up a trust fund, or their trust fund babies and they're just living on trust funds, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Like I'm like, there are people who. Like, that's what we should strive for. Like, whatever stress-free means to make money, that is legal, because I'm not saying people should be out here scamming or doing shady <laughs> stuff, right? Because I, I, that's the thing about me. I cannot, I cannot deal with 
I cannot do with like all that because for me personally, I don't want to have to always look behind my shoulder. Like imagine like um what's his name, Hush Puppy now had all the bread in the world. And even sometimes I look at people like Hush Puppy. I look at people like Hush Puppy, I'm like, damn, bro, you 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 got the lick. Like you once you hit like 250M. Whoa. On a on a on a why why keep going? Just flip that yeah, and make that legal, bro. Diversify. It's, it's only ten years though. It's only ten years. Just, it's the the return, the, re- the return of the investment is too. Good, but bro. this nigga, this nigga is is cooperating with the feds. He's done. He's done. When he comes out, he's that, that money. They could not. Have, they could never recover that money, bro. That this gone. see, this man is cooperating. With, nah, this man is cooperating with the feds. He's done. He, yeah, the streets are done with it. He's done. Fine. Like, say, so he's done. When he comes out, he's done. So my thing is, once you hit that lick, why are you still going? Bro, if you if I do something shady and I hit 250M, I'm go- I'm going to make that legal. I'm going to turn that into something that's legitimate. Oh, yeah. Like, why am I yeah. keep going? Like, so my thing is, but whatever. Anyways, going back to the, the topic on hand, like, you know, make sure it's legal. But, like, yeah, my goal is ultimately I want to reach a point where I'm 40, and I just have a bunch of businesses that are self-automated and running and just bringing me income. And so I reach a certain point where I can also reach a certain goal in my portfolio where I can then like switch or flip a bunch to like dividend yielding stocks. Yeah. That is also giving me like what I call um, stock market rents um, cash per month or every other month. And like people just need to, I just want people to understand like this mentality, like grand, 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 no, no sleep. I'm like, no, screw that. Because it's a thing where, I'm just like fearful because it's a thing that's been promoted so much on social media mm. where of course grind, of course there'll be that in every single thing you do, there'll be that stage where you have to grind. Like I can, I can tell people all the time, like even like when I look back in like some milestones in my finance journey, the first is always the hardest because the first, like for instance, if I say, okay, net worth, my first, the, when I first hit $100,000 in net worth, that was always my hardest compared to my second $100,000 and my third and so on, right? So your first is always your hardest, but the goal is to, it should get progressively easier and not yeah. progressively harder. And if you're not working towards your business automating or things being progressively easier, you're not giving yourself even the chance to innovate and think of the next big thing that you want to do or the yeah. next big idea. And, you know, people, people run to this like, oh, it's this ownership or so ownership is a great thing. You want to own your business, you and ownership, but, but ownership doesn't mean you have to be the one doing every single thing and running every single thing. Ownership could be, hey, you know what? I started this business, I ran it. I'm going to take a step back, maybe take a role as a chairman or an executive, and have someone else just run it on my behalf. But yeah. I still own majority share of it. I don't need to be the one running the day to day or be the ones involved okay. in everything. Like my real estate business now, I've pretty much hands off it. Like this 2021, as of February, I don't even run operations anymore. Like I'm completely hands off now because I'm just like, hey, you know what? I need to focus on building other things. And it, though it's crazy, at the point in my life, I thought I would never ever be able to like fully detach because these are my properties. These are things that I want to, Yeah. you know, this, my, these are my investments. I feel invest, personally invested in them. I'm just like, you know what? I need to take a step back because I'm just yeah. like, yo, if I cannot give myself room to innovate and do other things, I'm yeah. not... I'm, I'm doing myself a huge disservice. So I, I, I urge people, ownership can look very different. Even with startups, you don't need to be the one creating a startup. You could invest in startups. Exactly. And, you know, so ownership looks different for different people. That's, that's yeah, all I'm so, Yeah, just to bust off that point, like talk on it a little bit, is like 
my whole frame of mind or my model is you, like I said, the LLC and ownership and keep, my idea is make the bread, get the chips so you could play like the play at the big table. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Think about it. All the big guys, if they want to, like they could keep running, like the guys that started PayPal, the PayPal Mafia, like most of them, except for Elon, because that guy is crazy. They run VCs now. That's, yeah. that's why I think poker table. You get what I'm saying? Those guys are playing with the chips. Those guys are, you get what I'm saying? Those guys are playing, getting returns on their money. Like, I mm-hmm. talk with my dad every time. Like, we all have parents that run businesses in Nigeria. Right. And that's the number one problem. It's like, how do you exit? Like, exit strategies is the problem. And in the US here, you have, like, every avenue to exit. Yeah. And people are like, yo, don't exit. Don't do this. Don't do that. Keep it for us. Like, you could work your physical labor or your mental labor for some point for a certain number of years but get the capital and play at the big boy table you get what i'm saying get the chips so you can play at the big boy table yeah that's the that's the goal that's why i think the goal that you get what i'm saying yeah absolutely a thousand percent oh yeah i got a, I got a, um, a side question because i saw a steve harvey interview this is steve harvey yes steve harvey because yeah it's steve harvey right <laughs> He was talking to a bunch of kids, right? And he's like, oh, if you sleep eight hours a day, you will never be rich. And I'm yes. like... Shermat sleeps eight hours a day. That's he, he's, he said that. He's like, he told, he said it. And that's something I want people to understand. Shermat is a billionaire, obviously. He's one of, you know, he's, he's like the king of SPACs. That's what he's yeah. been tagged for 2020. And he said in an interview that one of the biggest things that keeps him going is a full eight-hour sleep waking up in the morning, having an hour, having an hour to himself to run and like just be physical or, you know, be active. And then he starts his day. Like any day he doesn't fully sleep, doesn't start his day active. He feels that he's not giving his best foot forward. And like that's the big thing. Cause I'm just like, dang, this, this thing is really infiltrated. And I really hate that people like Steve Harvey will come out and say that because I'm just like, it's, would there be times you grind and maybe exactly. don't have eight hours of sleep? Possibly. Definitely. If you're IP, I'm sure with every founder, when they're IPOing during that period, they're not sleeping much because mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. Or when they're starting, raise, first raising investments, although, you know, raising capital now has become so easier with crowdfunding. Well, even with, from yeah. left to right. <laughs> right. But although it, it wasn't the case in the past. In the case, it was yeah. like calls on calls to VCs and very, very difficult but point i'm trying to make though is this idea that you should compromise your physical health on the road to success i don't, I don't like that yeah um well and for me I, like i said i always i have good examples and stuff so you gotta sleep i know how i feel like days where i get like less less sleep but their days is needed. You know what I'm saying? You got to grind on your way to the top. But like on a, just to give like more examples, like the black community, you know, like there was like a story like a couple of years ago when Rick Ross had a seizure and stuff like that. And we remember now he's an advocate for sleep, rest, exercise. But like, you remember like that, the, the whole thing for them was stay up all night, whatever means it takes to stay up all night and get the work done. But that lifestyle is not sustainable. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, you need... I get it. I, there's a window you need it for. There's a certain window you need that kind of... 
grind, but you don't, it's not like we should stop like romanticizing like that kind of whatever. That's not yeah. the way I yeah. think is the way. I just yeah. feel like I'm not a doctor, so I can't really, you know, please talk to your doctors, but like health is well. <laughs> if I'm sleeping four hours a day and my brain is, the, I'm like, I'm 23, my brain turns to the age of 40 when I'm 25 because I'll be asleep. I will like enjoy the money I've been making. You feel right. Me? Like, uh, like look at traders like look, look at traders look at basketball players you're not telling me that LeBron James is not getting eight hours of sleep when his body's at physical he's working like yes he's I don't know how to classify his wealth because he actually works he plays basketball to make money but like he has to work tell his dad Mr. Fine like he's he's, he's, a, yeah, he's investing a whole bunch of stuff now and then look at traders traders are not up all night bro like there's a whole bunch of traders that just chart one day a week two days a week and they have trading apps. They have trading apps. They nap during the day. Yeah. And I'm like, if my company or business is not going to make me passive income, like like for stock, for instance, you don't have to be a day trader. You could be a passive investor, right? You can sleep and make money, make yearly returns, make dividend things. You can, there's so many ways to make money and enjoy your peace of mind. Like, uh-huh. And that's just like the whole thing, not even with only sleep, right? People are like, Oh, you can't go out to party. You can't. Sorry, I don't. I don't do drugs, but like, you can't do drugs. You can't do all this. And I'm like, there are p- countless number of people out here doing these same things that you're telling me not to do, and they're having. Yeah. They're living the ideal life that some people want to live, and they're right. doing it perfectly. And it's yeah. just crazy now because if you say otherwise, it's like, oh, you're a bum, or are you even an entrepreneur? What do you yeah. know about business? And I'm yeah. like. There are so many people doing the opposite of what you suggest. So like, what makes you better than them? Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. that. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, basically what we're saying is not like we're trying to bash like this. If it works, it works for you. But we're mm-hmm. saying the alternatives. There's no, the, right. And there, there's no template the to have, just. Yeah, nobody has like the answer. If everybody figured it out. We will all be playing the same, the same playbook. You know what I'm saying? Not but there are people right, playing right. with different playbooks and stuff, and they're getting it done. We're not trying to bash anybody. Right. <laughs> if you sound like we came off a little, hey man, uh, I didn't bash. say anything yeah. about your degree. I didn't say anything about your degree, please. <laughs> nah, I'm saying it, man. I'm sorry. Degree, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm. I listen. I'm saying it. If you're not doing the ROI in your degree, you're doing yourself yeah. a huge disservice. So yeah. I'm gonna leave it at that. So I'm not gonna call out no degree, but you're not doing the chest, ROI. Man. You said it with his chest. You're not doing the ROI, your degree, you're you doing yourself a huge disservice. But with that said, you know, let's wrap it up. I don't want us to do like a 59 minutes yeah, episode like the last one. I think this was a good it's a good line. Yeah, this was a good conversation for sure. But um yeah, you know, this is um finance and vibes, just good vibes, talk about whatever. And yeah, feel free to also reach out to any of us drop like topic discussions you want to hear us talk about and yeah till next time yes sir everybody all right peace